It's, I, I got to say, I enjoy it much better when we don't do Mark Gets Set Go. <laughs> you like being taken by surprise? <laughs> I like just wondering if we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> because you never know until you actually listen to the final show. When did they... That's wow, Peter, you really sound like a act. you sound a little slow today. Peter, this is actually not the real Peter; it's the robot Peter. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I siloning a little bit? Am I siloning? You were siloning a lot, but now you're back. By your welcome. command. You're yeah, back. it does sound robotic. It's it's I think that that weird sort of a Wi-Fi radio. Um, wavelength distribution that sort of I think can kind of weave in and out sometimes he's t Peter's in an odd spot in relation to his Wi-Fi source and I that's I think I would like you to to say wavelength distribution four times at some point throughout this show again just did, I just, did I just make up my own physics what's the opposite yeah, of you, that you, you, blew, <laughs> you blew my mind a little bit oh good I uh I am I'm in uh, West Palm Beach. Greetings, Florida. Uh, it's a little bit cloudy. I expected you to to roll out a little bit more of a red a red carpet for me, but uh, but I'm here. Now, there, have you been to South Beach while you've been there? Or is that too far to I, get? That's a long ways away, huh? From West Palm Beach. I don't know where that is. South Beach? Just go south. <laughs> it's worth the yeah, trip. I, I promise. That, that means nothing. A, a, a nice insight into Dane's navigational techniques. Well, is it what's the freeway there? The 405? That's in Portland. Oh, it is. What's the, what's the big freeway there? It's it's the 90, 90 right? 95, I think. 95. I knew it had a 5 in it. Take the 95 <laughs> south and you'll get there, I promise. <laughs> well, Don't tell him to problem. do things like that, Dane. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my is that is Dexter. My problem is Dexter. Oh jeez, here we I, go with the Dexter. I watched too much Dexter. Oh. And so everywhere I go in this town and I know, I mean, that was, that's not, this is not where it took place, but it looks exactly like a set of Dexter. So every turn I make looks like a crime scene. I feel like I'm going to see a skinless body. And South, South Florida has lots of crime. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. I actually was using Siri. I don't, I don't Siri. think so much in West Palm Beach, <laughs> which is probably pretty crime-free, but, um, but south of there. I don't know. Actually, I, I used Siri yesterday to look up. I said, Siri... What's the crime rate like uh, where I am here in West Palm Beach? And Siri told me, and it's like you know one point eight times the national average, and which is you know, it's it's not great. It's not great. Lots of there, there's some violent crime. It, it's not. It, it's obviously overstated in the show Dexter, <laughs> where, uh, but uh, that's the that's the show that has me. Uh, it's a lot of retired people, and I think they're all targets. Yeah, I don't know what the dynamic is really. It's 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 a, I I really love South Florida, but it's it's it is strange, right? I mean, there's a lot of um, retirees, a lot of in migration from not only the retirees, mostly. I mean, there's a very New York kind of feel to it um, in a lot of places, but obviously, it's I've I've been told before by by people that Miami is considered the capital of Latin America. Which I think is interesting, and if you see the the bank buildings in downtown Miami, it's banks you've never heard of that are you know <laughs> Latin American banks that are headquartered there, and you know it's it's I think it's a terrific place. We get down to South Beach, it's it's more European slash um, 
Latin American than it is, you know, standard American. Like the tip is included on the ticket. Um, there's sort of a lull in the afternoon, siesta time-ish, and there's a restaurant, prime restaurant seating time is basically 8 to 10.30 p.m. It's it's a great place. So that, I should oh, give yeah. another chance. I for this. I'm here for a wedding. And uh, so, I, you know, it's one kind of shuffling around from into event. I'm not going to be able to see the place. And the, the wedding, uh, we're doing the full-on barefoot on the beach. Oh, we're losing so, it again. Uh, we're losing it I, I was asked Pete should just say very short phrases today. <laughs> <laughs> this should mostly be Pete's yes. saying yes or no. Because no. <laughs> I'm just not no. sure. Really? Yeah, well, we we love you, Peter. Me. We just can't hear you very well. You kind of sound like you're you're being swallowed by the South Beach 95 corridor. I know. But okay, wait. Am, am, I getting, am I getting better? Hello? Now you're getting so, really fast so, and kind of sounding like you're on crack. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think it's cocaine. So, okay, let's Can you switch. hear me at all now? Yes, we can hear you. Let's You're switch good. gears Is a little bit, though, because, yes, it's catching up. You, thanks for <laughs> catching up with us. I, I want to hear Dane has brought a campaign that he wants to talk about, and I kind of want to hear about it. No, I just, you know, there, there are actually a couple of concepts I was thinking about. We, we you know, we, we really want to um, talk today a little bit about, you know, campaigns that arouse us. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and for me, it isn't so much like, what is it about that arouses you? It, it, it's in what like what is arousing about that um uh, did i say that backwards i think i said that backwards uh like in what way are you aroused meaning are you i just think you like saying that word are you just curious are you (laughs) uh like you know i think that word has lots of connotations so um anyway i i've just got to tell you guys now i'm gonna be i live in salt lake city right uh, and I'm planning a move here in the next few weeks that I'm, oh my gosh, kind of so consumed. So excited by. about it? I don't know how to feel about it. Um, moving to, to uh, Boise, Idaho, um, which is just a weird thing to say. And it's a fantastic town. Um, but if you haven't really had a, if you haven't spent good time there, oh, there goes Pete. Pete's gone. I'm calling him again. <laughs> Do we need him? Come on. <laughs> It's just—it's fun to pick on people that aren't here. We do it to you, Megan. I know so. you do. I heard. I heard. <laughs> so I figured we should do it to Pete. I think he's Is back. that him? Are you Can back? you hear me at all? He's back. We, we we hear you about the same as the other time we heard you. Still, <laughs> still, still a little rough, a little rough and ragged. You should have. What you should say, Pete, is that you're up in the mountains, like up in a cabin, like Ted Kaczynski, because that's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> it's not really working. Anyway, Dane, can resume your resume your. I know I should stop watching the screen. We'll just we'll just know that Pete's <laughs> sort of drifting in and out of our conversation. Um, yeah, and so you know, what are all the things I'm going to miss about Utah? And I got to tell you, it's the Christmas shopping season. It, that's upon us. And one of the things that's very unique uh, to this media market <laughs> is this onslaught of what I just think are crazy, like. Um, Mormon kind of products that come around <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> what, like I'm, Mormon underwear? Like, what does that mean, Mormon no, products? No, like, um, let's see. Uh, you know, it's primarily the basic sort of books and paintings. and But it really, like, they just come out of nowhere. Uh, some of them are, the, it's sort of the same thing every year. Like, um, some church leader has written a, a, a heartwarming, touching recollection of life's um, lessons learned. I mean, that is there's probably 10 of those every year. 
But then there's this whole sub market of, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like, uh, let's see, uh, teen, well, teen vampire knockoff uh, romance novels. Mm. Writ- written- Is this a campaign? Is there- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a specific campaign. It's a, it's an advertising concept that I just, you know, I, 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 I don't think about it until all of a sudden, you know, Thanksgiving has passed and I'm like, Oh, here are those ads again. Those oh, are I see. Like, okay, so the ones that are interesting are like board games that some that some some somebody's crazy entrepreneurial concept. Um, video games with really like low production quality. Um, you know, just the whole like, <laughs> and they've sort of got three weeks a year to sell this, whatever it is. And um, don't say it, Dane. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> just calling Peter. Pop? I just said, don't say it. Don't don't say that we're losing Peter. I know. Like, don't be distracted. Dane's very. I'm distracted. here. I'm here, and I can hear you. And then it hangs up on me. <laughs> now we can hear you. Hear it. Okay, but well, Dane I is. I was not going to try to interrupt because Dane, I c- jump in after being gone for apparently the important part, <laughs> and there's Dane talking about you know it's all about teen vampire romance novels, and I thought this is not the right show. I dialed into a different show. <laughs> oh, that well, that's what I'm trying to get from Dane. So his point is that at this time of year, where he lives in a very Mormon-centric community, there are major campaigns around the holidays that he well, finds arousing that he's trying to tell us about. <laughs> I'm aroused by Mormon <laughs> Christmas ad products. Well, and this is because this is all because uh, uh, that book, right? The 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 vampire uh, virgin yeah. vampire book. That part of it, right? Yeah. Is all because it's all based in Salt Lake, right? <laughs> like she's from. Oh, okay. She's no, Mormon, and Stephanie why you know Meyer, that? I don't know, but no. Stephanie okay. Meyer, the Twilight author. Yeah, uh, Twilight. That's right. She lives in Arizona, actually, but um, and I think the book takes place somewhere in Washington, but it t- takes place. Yeah, it was filmed in Oregon. Oh, didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, so of course, yeah. So there's so there's lots of very uh, less talented writers with very less successful concepts, but uh, but they know they've got a built-in audience. Like, okay, they've read the really good one, um, but if they know it's sort of by and for Mormons, but it's sort of the same concept, but it but maybe it takes you know the morality concepts a little farther. Anyway, you don't have to know anything about the products. Just know that for a few weeks in December, you're going to be hit with an onslaught of ads for products like this that have just sort of this very narrow window to really do anything at all. And and here's, I think, part of why I get so, um, I'm always so entertained by this. Wait, go ahead. I, I, I want to, I need an example. I need I a product. Oh, all right. The, the, the teenage vampire Oh, I don't have one of those. There, there is a new uh, Book of Mormon video game that I noticed here. I'm looking at Book the of Desert Book video game. <laughs> website. Um, oh, a new Advent calendar. I don't know, guys. I mean, books. Advent and calendar. And, okay. Well, I guess I, guess I, just, I, I, I just I have to go to the teen section, teen romance, whatever section, to to find a, a specific book example Please for you. Don't. Okay. Please I, don't. Please don't. No, I'd rather. <laughs> but I, I, but you know, we've talked about my mom's uh, uh, cooking blog. <laughs> The funny thing about my mom is that she <laughs> she's always invented things, and 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 so we grew up playing like um, board games, for instance, that my mom would invent. Well, she never took it to the level of. This like, explains a lot about you. Oh my god, it so does. <laughs> so I hear something, and I just think Mormon housewife in the suburbs, you know, crazy family game concept, just 
wanting to make, you know, like her splash on the world. And here it is Christmas time and somebody's picked it up and is promoting it. And I get, that's why I get, I have this whole connection to, you know, like my own childhood and crazy just game inventions and book inventions. My mom also wrote lots of different little books that never got finished. So I get a kick out of it, guys. That's I'm about awesome. This culture. And I got to tell you from an advertising perspective, you know, I, I don't have ad examples for you because I don't think anyone would get it or care or really get the same <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> but I yeah, that, huge it's kick. that sub that subcult. You are part of the Mormon subculture, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. It's like smart demographic targeting. Yes. But right. but I want to. You can nationalize it, right? Look at what's going on right now with the Muppets. Oh, that is wow. Way, wow. I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally right on because what we're talking about is like there is a. Uh, who is the Muppets really for? This Muppet revival. Who is it really targeted toward? Dane, right? And you and me, right? And yeah. right us. I grew up with the Muppets, right? Right. We're not. We're not Mormon. We're Muppet. <laughs> right. It's. They have done an absolutely brilliant job of reinventing the Muppets in such a way to give parents a reason to drag their kids to this thing. The kids otherwise could care less. Exactly. Could not. They could not care less. I want to speak correctly. They could not care less until they see it and realize it's awesome. <laughs> well, my that's point, a good point, I guess, but they, those don't always awesome work. Things. <laughs> okay, so that's where our points diverge. Yeah, Your look, things are not awesome. Okay, Mine but, is. Okay, are not awesome but at the things, same time, but because they have a captive market, they can kind of get away with it. Well, and yeah. at the same time, think about the Smurfs. That is not awesome, and they try to do the same thing. So, it was not awesome when I was a kid. Why would I drag my kids like to this not awesome thing? I like you like the Smurfs? When I was a kid, I don't like them now. And I don't, I've, I would never see the movie in a million years, but I would the totally go is, see the, the Muppets. Smurf, the Smurf humor was not targeted toward, like the, the reason the Muppets works, and I'm going to totally derail us here. The reason the Muppets works is because it was always smart humor, That's right. right? It was humor that was juvenile for children, but for adults, for my parents, they would chuckle at it, right? right. There was there were things to laugh. It was always uh, uh, there. There were always the sort of hidden jokes that were really just targeted for adults. And now that I'm an adult, I get those better, and I like to see my kids laughing at the at the fact that they're puppets. That's right. I agree. The amazing Gonzo eating a rubber tire to the to the chorus of, <laughs> of the Bumblebee sets me off every time. The amazing Gonzo, that's rubber tire. Funny. That's pretty funny. I'll give you that. That's that's pretty funny. I think <laughs> it's right, the flight so... of the Bumblebee that makes it funny. Um, it okay, I actually want to talk about another campaign. I don't know if you guys right. saw this, but um, I, I okay. So as I've been doing a lot on Facebook, my next iteration is going to be. Google looking Plus. looking more about on ga at gaming because that's you know there's a lot happening between Facebook and gaming and then there's a lot happening within gaming so anyway I um, saw this new campaign from Discover Card with Zynga that I thought was interesting because they are launching the first ever brand sponsored extension of Farmville from Discover Card it's called Winter Wonderland and it allows Zynga players to build a customized farm and help get this an orange Yeti use a discover card for his holiday shopping. Wow. Yeah. So they also, you know, there's all sorts of weird, uh, not weird, but small incentives as well. So discovers handing out fr free virtual gifts for playing the game. 
um, and the ability to or discover branded farm items. And what are those exactly? I don't know. It doesn't say. I want a I want a hoe with a, a discover, discover hoe. Well, it might be. I don't know. Maybe it's a yeti. Who knows? Um, and then they're also tap discovers also tapping their existing card holders to double their bonus rewards on virtual Zynga currency. So if they have $25 into rewards, they can turn that into a $50 Zynga game card. So it's a limited time. It's only two weeks, but I thought that was interesting because, um, you know, we've seen some cause stuff break, break, um, sneaking into gaming and Zynga. So it's interesting to see, you know, brands going and, and just seeing how that will play out in that social gaming space. So I thought it was interesting. I feel, I feel like an island in this discussion. Right? What does that mean? Be, I Because, I, tell me I'm wrong. I, I feel like Farmville is dumb. <laughs> it may be dumb, but there are so many people that play it. I agree with I you. Don't. It is not my favorite. However, I, it's it not, is... You're not even... This is the problem. We can't use the word play with this quote game it's not a game there is no skill involved <laughs> in this game there's nothing to it is it's, that the definition of a game is that there's skill involved that there's play involved there is no play you, this is a harvesting event like it's all <laughs> it is it's it's not a game i hate that it's called a game there is there there are no uh, th there's no process for sort of learning and growing a skill-based uh, sort of thing. It's not. It's it's as bad as Monopoly, which is also a lame <laughs> excuse for a game. Like it's it's right. Like there's no strategy involved in this game. That's there's what I'm strategy looking. involved strategy. in Monopoly. What are you talking about? Well, not early. It's no Monopoly is a terrible game. For it takes twelve hours. It to is play. a terrible game, but there's everybody strategy ends involved. up hating one another as a part of it, <laughs> and the strategy doesn't come in until like the third act, like when everybody's already ready to to, to kill each other. What, uh, what, what's what's the worst argument you ever got in over a Monopoly game? Well, I don't wow. really remember. I was I well, I do. I remember the event. I was I I, I tossed the board. I did a full on dramatic. Did you toss really? The board. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, this explains years a lot. Old. Yeah, it was. I was a total drama. I I want to say drama queen, but that's not really appropriate. I I, I was very dramatic, and I uh, I tossed the board. It was it was big. That is big. That is that's a big one. Okay, well maybe that does explain why I hate monopolies. I actually quite like Monopoly. I play it all the time, but it it's not a good game. Like it's functionally, it's not a, a when you look at good games. That might be a little bit of a subjective judgment, Peter. Well, I, okay. This is not since this isn't really about gaming. I want to get back to to, to why Farmville is why that, why I'm frustrated with this campaign, and why I feel like an island. Because, okay, go ahead. Uh, because uh, I don't see a connection between credit card holders and it's the yeti. The games. yeti. The yeti is a connection. Well, no. So here's the thing. This is the uh, Jennifer Murillo. 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 Jennifer Murillo is the vice president of brand communications at Discover, tells Marketing Daily. This whole idea, oh, we know our cardholders are very interested in social gaming. This whole idea is about building on that. What, what value does this brand promotion give me as a cardholder? <laughs> it it allows you to turn in your rewards card for a $50 game card. I feel bad that I tuned out. Can I like that. a freaking hoe with the Discover card <laughs> that I can't touch? 
a good story. I mean, I, I'm just all over this this whole thing about bringing value back to the back to the customer. And <laughs> Facebook or these these games, the Zynga games, this game in particular, Farmville, Cityville, all these games, there is no value to in the first place adding cardholder benefits to buy you quote buy you things that have no value makes no sense to me it's mean-spirited and like <laughs> i don't i don't like it i i feel it is a shameful promotion that's how i feel there you it's out are it's hysterical out. okay but if we had a Farmville diehard on the line, they might think differently. And, and you know, that Farmville game holder, I am going to venture to say, is a very different demographic than you are because they tend to be older women. That is who plays Farmville. It's, it is, that is their demographic. Yeah, so maybe this is, They're maybe my this aunt. is a my good. My aunts are all over Farmville. They're Cityville. I'm constantly getting them. I'm constantly blocking the, somebody get me carrots. Oh my gosh! Uh, just block the whole application, dude. You don't have to block each individual. No, no, no. I block that, but you know, I, I, it's blocked. But there's so many. These games are like rabbits. You know, they, the, the games. You block one, but there's always another one that they're exploring. Cityville, Farmville, Supercutsville. Oh my gosh! It's, <laughs> it, it's the Ville built around frozen yogurt I am store. Not, I am not arguing in favor for the, of these games. I am just pointing it out as a campaign that is interesting. Oh, because... You are the best of rage right now. That's the yeah. Truth. Seriously, don't shoot the messenger, man. Oh, you got you done got got. I got gotten. Okay, so, so I'm, what's your fabulous I, I, advertisement that you brought to us that I can rail on? No, no, no. It's I. I just find it. <laughs> okay, you're right. You should. I should totally rail on it. Are we done with the? Yeah, we're done. I feel we're like because I, I feel like I, I've, I've just gotten beaten upside the head with a yeti. So it's I'm not a good. You. It's about Jennifer Murillo. <laughs> anyway, okay. So what's your fabulous yeah, campaign? Mine is the uh, is is a commercial. You may need to take a moment to watch this uh, if you have not seen it. I want you to go look for the. Uh, it's the Samsung Galaxy. Uh, I think it's the Galaxy S two commercial that is targeted toward iPhone users. Oh, I think I have seen this actually, but I'm gonna look. So it up. the con concept is that um, I think if you just which do a one is for... it? Well, I've got like five of them pulled up. Uh. Is it the fish tank, the car, or just the generic? Well, the, the next big thing, sixty final. Uh, if you you can do a search for next big thing, uh, is one all one word and then sixty oh, and is. then final, and that'll get you to the ad. It it is an ad. So the the idea is a whole bunch of iPhone users. They all have their their white headphones, their earbuds in their ears, and they're all using iPhones. Right? Oh yeah, I've seen this. And they're waiting in line in New York City for the next big thing. And these people are all talking about how great nine hours to go. Oh my gosh, it's so great. This is, I'm so creative. Otherwise known as Peter and, Wright. Uh, okay, stand down. <laughs> there you go. I guess you, I guess you got that one in. <laughs> and then, uh, it's brilliant. And then they, um, uh, and so uh, the, the, the ad goes on and the iPhone users see somebody using this new Samsung Galaxy uh, Nexus 2S phone, whatever. Uh, and they say, oh, let me, can I, can I see that? What's that? Look at that screen. It's huge. The guy says, can I see that? And the, the, um, the Samsung user holds it up. He says, can I see it with my hands? <laughs> it's, like, it's brilliant. And, uh, and, and it goes on to make fun of people who wait in line uh, to you to get the next big thing from Apple. Uh, and, uh, and, and highlight their, you know, the big screen Samsung Galaxy, um, phone. 
Say and I, I, <laughs> I wonder who the target is. Sad. Um, it's it's the haters. It's the haters yeah, that are like are not going to wait in line and don't quite get why people like you, Peter, do wait in line and kind of feel like they should be waiting in line for that product and then might eventually get it, but they're not completely sold on it. They're not the Apple diehards. They're the kind of they're the undecideds that could be swayed well, either way. And, 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 and I actually a... think it's a, it's I've seen a lot of like really terrible commercials dissing on Apple products, but this one I actually thought was you know f- funny. Um, it's not going to compel me to buy a Samsung phone, but I did think it was funny and and well done. Um, well, I definitely think there's a there's a huge market for people who at this point have never had an iPhone or never had an iPad and never really bought into anything about Apple's, you know, spending more money, I guess, for Apple products or, or never had any consideration of pulling away from, say, a Windows operating system or whatever, you know, to, to a Mac. There's a huge group of those people that I think something like this would speak to. I, I, I remember being part of this, like, email conversation. I think I told you guys about that whole heavy metal conversation. And it was right before the iTunes match was released. And, um, they were making a big point about how awesome Amazon's like music cloud service was. Um, and what was the other one that's out there? Amazon and Google. what is it, Pete? And Google. Music.google.com. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was a big point about like how much better that is than iTunes. And, and no one had really bothered to really understand what the iTunes iCloud match service was going to be like. They were actually quite um, unaware. And like, man, this is so great. You buy your album from Amazon and there it is on the cloud and you can have it, but it's not multi-device. So, you know, there's obviously this huge benefit that was coming, but I just got, you get that sense of these, you know, that there's a huge population of people, I think, that are wanting to be spoken to. Like, aren't you glad you, you know, held out? Aren't you glad you never jumped on that bandwagon because you're being rewarded? Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's it. it it's because I, okay, I'm I'm with you, Megan. First of all, I watched the ad and I found myself laughing hysterically. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of really funny. clever. <laughs> it's really clever, and it hits all of the best beats. Right? I mean, that uh, when when the the guy sitting down in the camp chair says, oh, "I could never get one of those phones. I'm a creative." Yeah. <laughs> and and the guy next to him says, "Dude, you're a barista." <laughs> Like it, it's it is it hits all the right beats uh, uh, about the the stereotypical if inaccurate iPhone user right and and I found it really funny and I, I I'm thinking to myself who made this ad and why what who are they really talking to it feels to me much more like Dane said a justification ad like it's an ad to make us feel okay for not getting on the bandwagon and to start our own cool ca- cool crowd but what happens what happens if Samsung nails it and just crushes it and suddenly people are waiting in line for the Samsung ad, uh, phone mm-hmm. I would like, this is one of those that. ads I, well I'm not waiting in line yet but I, I am I, you know I will say that that it seems you know, you always see this right before the, you know, I don't know. Well, it's, it's been, position. It, it reminds me that it's been a while since Apple has done an ad that was snarky and funny and poked fun at the competition. Which well, here's the thing, though. 
the the Mac ads the get this is one of the things that I think is a really important piece and I I uh, the get a Mac ads right the the Mac versus PC ads uh-huh right those are the ones I'm talking the, about yeah but see there there's a subtle difference here those ads were anthropomorphizing the machines right John Hodgman played a PC not a PC user Justin Long played a Mac not a Mac user right true, they were true. The personification of those machines. What Samsung did by po- po- poking at the people who wait in line is make fun of the people, not the device. Mm, that's a good point. And so it's like, okay, you can you can have your sucker punch. You can have that. I'll give it to you. It's funny. You got it out of your system. But who are you really trying to display by making fun of people who use these products? You're not going to get <laughs> those switch. Well, yeah, because now you've sort of... Uh... You've excluded a group. Off. Yeah, right. Yeah, but That's but true. they but they never would have they never would have been a consumer for you anyway. So it doesn't it almost doesn't it's irrelevant if they pissed you off if they made you laugh, Peter. Well, that's yeah. a that's calculation actually, they've made. Yeah. It may or may not be a good calculation. I think exactly. I got to say, reading the this um, Steve Jobs biography, um, I always had the sense that Steve was involved in the advertising on some level. I didn't know how much. Uh, until you know reading through the book and it's a funny thing because and i i don't know i wonder how you guys feel about it but you you know when you're in a position of you know saying you know you're a vp of marketing for a company or something you you really kind of hope the ceo is not involved at all or is just (laughs) (laughs) sort of sort of there to sign off on the concept or to give you you know but to really dig in and in most cases what's scary about that is you know you're trying to balance things like your budget and is are you getting at the end of the year are you going to get a return on your budget um uh you're trying to balance the creative concepts with um with the sales you know and and it's a lot to to sort of manage and oftentimes a ceo will step in with personal opinions about color usage or you know like what kinds of people to have in an ad or something like that and you're just like you know dude just (laughs) <laughs> just wait just wait until we have results and then give me your opinion um but the so the level that he got involved i think is for a lot of marketing and people in a lot of agencies very scary a very scary concept that a, a ceo would um but it's so fascinating to read about and to the examples i think they gave in the book in most cases he got it really right by getting that involved and it was very subtle things like what kind of a voice you know to speak about the ipad with and why right but i mean the involvement was intense really intense well that will be interesting now that he's gone what you know if they're well, able it to will continue be. on that i think he, you know they there's a a, a really interesting story going through the iPad ads because I think the ones he shot down weren't terrible. They're, they almost ran. There, there are a whole series of ads that were a day before running or a week before or whatever. They almost ran. Uh, and they weren't bad. It wasn't like you could see like, oh, those are terrible. Um, I, I think there probably are a lot of people who are happy to have a little more free reign. I mean, I, there, oh, are a lot sure. of, there are a lot of examples of his last minute tweaking, you know, making a huge difference and for one reason or another. But in other cases, you know, there are a lot of creative people with great concepts who were shut down um, and, and may not have had the fortitude to recover from it. Because that's tough. It's tough when it's a creative concept. I mean, well, anyway, I'm off track, but 
I, I just, it's interesting, like with Samsung, you, you, this whole calculation here of, of excluding a, a segment of the consumer base because your calculation is they didn't really matter anyways and they never would. You just wonder at what level were the CEOs or the really top executives involved in saying, yep, let's do it. That's a great, let's think, do that. I think they'd have to be, don't you think? No, I don't. You I don't? actually, I was, I've been thinking about that. And I, you know, I think there is a, 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 a visceral difference between, um, you know, the way Apple has been set up as an organization exclusive of Steve Jobs, um, that there is, you know, that there is one business unit, really. It's the, it's the, you know, Apple as a company, there's one profit and loss statement, right? Everybody has that sort of visibility for bringing great products to market. That is not the same as, you know, ma other major organizations. And the fact is, you know, I, well, Dane, and I'm thinking, Dane and I have worked on campaigns together uh, in, in another life where the CEO has no visibility of, of big strategic, uh, you know, plans. As Dane says, he walks in and says, oh, yeah, that's great, you know, the focus is on the budget, not on the creative. And the you know this this ad that has gone viral uh, for Samsung is part of such a big picture with so many other phones that are uh, that are on the market from this company around the world. This is just a drop in the bucket to their overall campaign, and yet the ripples are uh, you know uh, are are fairly broad. It has fairly broad reach just because it it pokes fun at such a key kind of demographic. And I, I, that, that I think is my underlying takeaway. Dane just said it is, you know, you're making a calculation to write off a, a significant portion of your potential demographic. And your choice is, the other side of that calculation is, you know, we could really make great phones and focus on ways that would win over uh, the broad audience rather than write off one audience and and never have a chance with them or or not have a chance with them in the long term. I, I think it's a it's it's that the calculation of destructive or constructive. What are you gonna how are you gonna choose? Are you gonna go for the short short term win and be snarky and destructive, or are you gonna go for the long term gain, and and just make great products and and talk about them on the merits. Although I think I think what gets tough is that if you're um, if if you want to allow some creativity and you say we want a humorous approach, it's such an easy target that I'm sure it was hard to slow down and I, and there may have been a lack probably yep. of conversation about uh, yep. whether it was destructive or constructive because I think it's pretty common if it's if if you say you know we really want a humorous tone here um, and it's a highly competitive market and we and we are you know. David versus Goliath, in a sense, even though as a company, you know, they're a it's Goliath. A, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I just, I, I think it's, it's, um, I think the risk starts when you say, you know, we want to be humorous because if you look at um, that approach in a lot of companies, it, it's, you, you kind of, you know, you, you oftentimes end up with the younger folks at the ad agency with a lot of edgier sort of concepts and, uh, and, and a lot of, I don't know, you sort of have to take it with a grain of salt on some level to allow it, you know, to, to um, develop and happen and execute. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. So I just, yeah, I'm with you, Pete, and, and just in terms of, you know, I, I think this probably only went up so high in, in terms of how it was really batted about in the boardroom or whatever I, i'm sure it wasn't i'm sure it was you know developed at, at at some level of the company and executed and you know and and like you said so were a lot of other ads for a lot of other products and a lot of other divisions all around the world for this company mm -hmm. 
So it's, I don't it's, know. It's a funny example of an ad that I think can be a, a win and a loss at the same time. You know, it's a win because it's really fun and creative and it's one that, that gets people talking and it, it's, uh, you know, it's clever and it gets people talking about Samsung. I'm not sure that it gets people talking about the Galaxy. You know, that's not yeah. my takeaway is not, gosh, I should check out the Galaxy phone. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you're either in the market for it or not, I guess. Um, yeah. Speaking of viral, though, can I can I mention one uh, that a campaign that's really uh, arousing me? Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm loving the uh, the little um, viral uh, efforts, I guess, of the new Portlandia season two. I haven't even you seen could... it. That's so oh, sad. Man. I live here. Have you seen yeah. it, Peter? No, no, not a bit. Have uh, you? You guys haven't even seen season one? No. Oh, I I saw season Stop one. It. it was dumb. Oh, it wasn't dumb. <laughs> it was most hilarious. People, most people around here think it's dumb. Yeah. It's well, that's too bad because it's <laughs> hilarious, and it was renewed for season two, and I think it's hilarious, and I think it's funnier if you actually have some experience in the Northwest. Um, but I don't think it's a joke about Portland, so I don't know why. You know, I, I think it's it's sort of like the joke is on. There was an interesting interview with both um, Fred and and um, oh now I can't remember her name. Anyway, the other woman from Sleaterkinney, and. Uh, they were talking about the fact that this sort of represents their id in a way. Like if they just, they are this way, if they nurture their most like selfish, self-absorbed, you know, <laughs> over-informed selves. Um, it's it's a funny show. But anyway, yeah. I guess that's a matter of opinion. But they've been leaking these sort of like viral um, spots, like sketch spots. And then on a, in Spin Magazine, they've got, you know, sort of a background interview of them as like uh, Norwegian death metal fans. Um, so funny. I don't know. I, I, I've been I've been noticing them. I mean, they've just started cropping up in the last week or so. And where did I see? I was actually reading uh, the Oregonian, OregonLive.com, that I found the uh, the most recent one that sort of makes fun of all the different recycling bins for each separate <laughs> little product. It's it's really well done. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. We resemble I think they're that. Doing remark. a good job with that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I uh, I, I want to check it out. I think I've been on the road and, and not really attentive to to my memes. Uh, but the whole, you know, I think the, you know, put a bird on it just sort of is catching up to Portland. <laughs> like, we're sort of a season behind, and maybe it takes a year for everybody to, to find that hu last year's humor funny. <laughs> Enough time has passed. Time needs to do what it needs to do. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's give it. Yeah, you you better check it out, I guess, because um, I just feel like you guys are missing out on something. All right. I'll All check right. it out for you. I, but Dane. you know, I'm I'm trying to keep this under wraps, but it makes me, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a salt Salt Lake Landia. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Salt Landia. <laughs> you could to Salt Landia. Salt Landia. You could totally do that. It would yeah, actually be. Oh yeah, there's so much. That's almost just... that's that's fish in a barrel, man. That's almost too it, easy. That, that's true, fish in a you'd, barrel. You'd you'd think somebody's <laughs> somebody's tried it actually. There's a local show that I can't remember what they're calling it, but they're doing like once a week of uh, oddities about our culture, about the Salt Lake culture. I don't, I, I haven't watched there it yet. None of I those. Know. There's no oddities there. Oh, you guys should check out the book. Um, oh, you know what? I haven't. 
I need some uh, stimulant beverage this morning. My, my, my synapses are a little slow to fire. I was actually feeling like you were doing pretty well. No, well, except for my recalls a little short. Uh, I, I should, I, I, maybe I'm not going to say this. Maybe I should get you this book for Christmas. I'll just. <laughs> there are totally on my list. Fantastic things about, uh, yeah, the culture here to make on up. I think it's great. Some people get a little perturbed when they <laughs> feel like they're on the outside looking into this place, but I think it's hilarious. You're gonna, you're gonna miss it. Oh, I'll miss it a lot. Just, just the, What's... just the humor of it when you, uh, when you relocate. Are you moved yet? I mean, when are you, uh, when do you actually uh, hit the road? Your Dane is, is relocating uh, studio Strike Ten Media to uh, Boise. Something like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, three weeks. Is the three plan. weeks. Uh, right at the yeah. right at the height of Christmas procrastinator shopping wow. season. That's a horrible time to move. It is. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not right. feeling good about it. <laughs> oh well. We're rooting for you, Dane. Thanks. <laughs> so I think we did a good job today. We covered a couple of campaigns. We we sidetracked a little bit. Peter had a rant, and we got Peter back from the well, it's always, digital it's always fun. It's always 95 fun corridor. Get, you can get Peter to just really throw down self-righteous on, you know, a campaign. I can't I can't help it. There are things that need to be just hated on a little bit. And I'm generally not a hater, but I can uh, You yeah. can be a hater though. I can be. But it's, it's so entertaining when you get all upset, so I don't mind it. Farm, Farmville. How dumb. <laughs> how dumb indeed. What? Said, how dumb something? indeed. And <laughs> oh, I may I have said. I may have successfully cut you off from from going off for another five minutes about it. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot, Dane. Don't get him started again. I thought you said Farmville, how elite. <laughs> oh, that is not what I said. <laughs> oh, man. Don't get him started. Don't get him started, Dane. Right. We're wrapping up. All right. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Peter, thanks, have guys. a great time. And uh, if you end up in South Beach, have a great time there. Come home alive. Come home alive and tanned. I'm just on the lookout for rogue hurricanes. That those are actually in Utah. Yeah, we had one of those. Yeah, and if you make it to South Beach, you gotta let me know, and I, I'll tell you where the good Cuban food is. He's not. I'll going be to sure Beach. to do that. I'm not going to South Beach, but I'll let you know. Have or a just, great time. Well, the the Cuban food's actually just in downtown Miami, on Ocho Street. <laughs> it is. Check it out. It's Ocho awesome. <laughs> okay, a, bra- a wrap, a wrap, and a bow. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Love you, boys. See ya. Bye.